0: Isaac Shade here, co-host of the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Join Andy Patton and me every Monday as we break down all the buzzer-beating action, conference rivalry games, and need-to-know bubble matchups ahead of the NCAA tournament. Check out the Locked On College Basketball Podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Can Mike Woodson win in the college game, or is the job just too hard? You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, in! it is the Locked on Hoosiers podcast. I'm your man, Jacob Goins. I appreciate you making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen each and every day. Your go-to spot for all things Indiana athletics. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today, and you'll get $150 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to Get started. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you being and making this your go-to spot each and every day. We're a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, which is your team every day. If you're on the audio version, thank you so much. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. And if you're on YouTube, like the video, subscribe to the channel. It's free, takes one tap each, helps us grow, helps you become a part of this wonderful community as we are growing and growing and growing, folks. We are seven away from 1,800 subscribers. Let's get there today. Huh? You can be a part of that, so thank you so much. Can Mike Woodson win in the college game, or is the job just too tough now for coaches Like him. That's what is on the schedule for today. We'll also take a look at what Woodson had to say following the Northwestern loss, as we always do. Take a look at some of those comments, see what he had to say. And then we'll also take a look around Indiana athletics because it's crossover season. Women's and men's basketball going on, baseball, softball happening as well. So much happening here in Bloomington. That is all on Locked on Hoosiers today. The question that a lot of people are starting to ponder and consider. Is the game too tough? Is the coaching job in college too hard for Mike Woodson? And I think you have to broaden that question out a little bit. Is the game too hard for old school guys like him, not just him? Because look at college basketball. Look at the guys that are no longer coaching in the game. Williams at North Carolina. Coach K at Duke. Jay Williams at Villanova. You've got Tom Izzo that's on the way out. Beheim out at Syracuse. These guys that have coached college basketball for years and years and years are no longer in the game, and I think there's a lot more right behind them. I know Woodson has not been coaching the college game very long, but he's an old-school basketball mind. He played in the old-school days. He played NBA in the old-school days, and he coached in the NBA for a long time. So he may not have that old school 50 years of college coaching experience, but he's been around it long enough and he knows what it takes and he and he knows what is involved in the game of college basketball. And the way that it's changed so much, I just don't know if he can win at this level anymore because it doesn't seem like he's getting through to his players. It doesn't seem like he's got that connection to them, just the way they act on the floor and It doesn't seem like he has the connection to the game like a college coach is supposed to have. I understand that in the NBA, it's a business, right? You show up on a Wednesday night. You've got a game at the Garden. You show up, you're playing the Grizzlies. You show up, you play your game, and you go home and you prepare for the next one. Not a ton of emotion from players at times, especially coaches in the professional game, and that's just sort of how it is. But this is different. College basketball is different. It's about the emotion. It's about the passion. It's about the buy in each and every game because these are 18 to 22 year old kids that you're trying to motivate and coach and get and make better. And you've got to show a little something to get them going like that. And the fans help you do that, the students help you do that. But it just doesn't seem like that's happening from the coaching staff. And that's a problem, I think. That's a problem. And I don't think he's got it. I don't know. He very well could turn it around. And I've seen a lot of you in comments and on X and and on social medias and on the boards and everything. It's like, well, wait until he gets better players in here. Then things are going to change. I don't know if they will. I just don't have that confidence that it will because he's got good talent. He's got great talent right now, and in years one and two, he had good talent, and I know those were, you know, tournament teams and stuff, but I I just, I don't know. I don't know. The coaching aspect is not working here. The adjustments aren't being made. The game planning's not being had. The coaching just doesn't seem to be there. There's no improvement. This team has not gotten better at all, all season long, and that concerns me. I mean, you're looking at a guy that had a losing record in the NBA with 315 wins and 365 losses and a guy that is struggling in year three here in Indiana. I just don't have the confidence for it to get better. Plus, how well is he doing in recruiting? There's some big names. We've got a big name signed with Liam McNeely. There's other guys that Indiana is outseeing, but the college game is hard now. Being a college coach in any sport, is ridiculously hard with recruiting and a transfer portal in the season. It's a 365-day job. Does a guy like Mike Woodson at his age really want to do this every single day for the next, I don't know, 10 years? And I'm not saying he's going anywhere. I, I think it's possible, but I also think that Indiana owes him a boatload of money, so they may not do anything about it. I just don't have the confidence in him to be successful in, in a college level anymore. And I don't know if he could be successful as a big-time coach anymore because the game has changed so much from when he was a player and when he was a coach, even in the NBA. The college game's just different. It's a different beast. It's a different animal. And I think it's a young guy's game. And Mike Woodson's not. And I don't think he's got it. I think it is too hard. I think it is too tough for him. And I think you're seeing that with the results and the lack of results this season with the lack of fight and the lack of passion from the team because it's not coming from their head coach and your players are a direct reflection of you as a head coach. That's just a fact. That's how that happens. The way you act on the plane, the way you act in the locker room, the way you act in practice, the way you act at team meal, like all of those things feed into your team And it shows up in them on the floor and in press conferences. And that's what we're seeing right now is just, yeah, got to be better. Didn't play our best. Got to be better here. Got to get better there. That's not enough. That's not enough to win in college basketball. And I just don't think Mike Woodson has it anymore. And that's scary. That's unfortunate. I hope I'm proven wrong. I hope I'm proven wrong but I just don't think he's got it. I think the game is past him in this time. I just think college basketball is too tough of a job for a guy like Mike Woodson. Well, coming up on Locked on Hoosiers, speaking of Mike Woodson, we'll take a look at his post-game comments after the Northwestern game. What do you have to say on Sunday afternoon following another heartbreaking loss, another missed chance? We'll look at that coming up on Locked on Hoosiers. Today's episode of Locked on Hoosiers is brought to you by FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. Indiana plays again this week. You think they win? Put 5 bucks on it. If they do, you'll get 150 from FanDuel. That's 150 bucks if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. The NBA getting back underway this week, so there you go. You can jump in on some NBA action. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Welcome back into Lockdown Hoosiers. I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for being an everydayer. You're the reason that we are here and so successful. Let's take a look at Mike Woodson's post-game comments. I like to do this after games. We normally do it a couple of days, get them posted. And thanks to uh, the the numerous Indiana media outlets, I I use them and look at their their breakdowns. So thank you to them. And I look at these and most of the time I get disappointed. I'll be honest. I, I get disappointed about, kind of what Woodson had to say and and what he noticed, what he liked, what he didn't like in in these performances. And so many of these have been after losses. But the first question was about not being able to complete the comeback. And Woodson said, well, I thought the biggest play is when we were down two during that surge. Malik had it on the right block, left block, and McKenzie just hit a three from a play we had designed. He was sitting right there. I don't know if you saw him or not, but he went into a bad shot. They uh, said so they came back and hit a three, and we never recovered from that point on. Didn't it feel like they always did that? Didn't it feel like Northwestern always hit that shot to where Indiana could just never get back? We just couldn't ever get there. Couldn't ever get there and ever get back, because Northwestern did such a good job at hitting those clutch shots when they needed it. Woodson went on to say, I thought if that pass had been made and Matt got another look, there's a chance we go up one. Yeah, that's simple math. You're right. But I thought of the biggest play along with not making free throws. A close game when you are sc- scraping and scraping and you were, uh, and got to make free throws, man. We were nine for 22, I think. He, he got the stat wrong. But he's right. Free throws killed Indiana. It killed us in this game. Make your free throws at home. I know this team struggles to shoot from behind the arc but it's a free throw. I don't have to go into the whole free throw conversation and discussion, right, about how you're unguarded and it's free. I don't have to tell you that. And I'm not saying go 100% from the free throw line because that's not possible for a team in every game and every season. But in clutch games like that, or clutch moments and big games and opportunities that you had against Northwestern and the Cats, you have to make your free throws. And guess what? Tournament teams make free throws. That's how you win tournament games, whether it be the Big Ten tournament or games in the NCAA tournament. Free throws are more crucial right now than there ever are in the season. Late February, getting into March, yeah, free throws are everything right now. And this Indiana team is just not a good free throw shooting team. He was asked about the foul trouble with Malik Renew, which we all know just took us out of our game so quick. He said, well, I wasn't happy with him after the game. I mean, after he had two, I thought the third foul was. He said, I thought it came fast. I mean, he reached over the guy, and, and he didn't. And at the time, he didn't think he fouled, but I thought it was a foul. The fifth foul came so fast, I couldn't get him out. From the bump up top to the pick and roll, we just got to work, uh, keep working with him because we need him on the basketball floor. And he had other things to say. And we talked about this in the reaction show Malik Renew is too impactful, too important to be sitting on the bench with fouls. He got that third foul super quick on a bad foul in the first half. And then like Woodson said right there, his fifth foul was terrible. It was just like that where he picked up the fourth and then picked up the fifth almost immediately on a bad reach-in foul off the top pick and roll. And that or wasn't even a reach-in foul, just got caught up in the, in the way. And that was it. He was out. He was done. Now, if he would have stayed in, was Indiana going to make the comeback and win the game? I don't know. Probably not. But you at least had a better chance with your best player, one of your best players on the floor, one of your better rebounders, one of your better scorers. a guy that makes you go, one of your better defenders as well. He's too valuable to be on the bench with foul trouble, and that's something he's going to have to learn in his young career. Is look, I have to be smarter on defense. I have to be smarter. When playing the game, I can't be as physical sometimes that I want to be, and I have to learn what the officials are calling and play to their game because that's how it works. He cannot be on the bench, man. Indiana can't afford it. <laughs> they, they, We cannot afford to have Malik Renew sitting on the bench, okay? That is not okay. If we're not playing him, we're not going to win basketball games, and we're not winning games even when he does play sometimes. So you see where I'm going here. He talked about the ball movement. At certain points in the game, he said, I thought early on when the game started we got good looks based on how they double teamed the ball, just didn't make shots early. He said, uh, we had some really good looks. Gallo had had three wide open ones that he just, uh, that he just made one of three. McKinsey didn't make any early on. Uh, he said, these are shots that when our guys aren't being double teamed, Gabe made one, uh, they got to step up and knock them down. And then it takes a little pressure off the guys being double teamed and we can start making shots when they were double teamed. He said, coming down the stretch, uh, the pick-and-roll game, we were able to open it up a bit, which I've said all year long. I don't know why we don't do that more. Pick-and-roll has been working so well. I don't care who the guard is. It can be CJ. It can be Gabe. It can be Trey. It can be X if he's back. Run the pick-and-roll with Khalil Ware and Malik Renu. Run it until somebody stops it. It's so good, and it's almost indefensible if you run it the right way, especially when you're using a 7 freaking footer in Khalil Ware. Why not use it? Pick and roll, lob it up and make him and say, "Hey, go get it." And then when they crash the paint to try to double it, kick it out. You have a 3, you have a dribble drive, you have all sorts of things that open up when you do a pick and roll and work it towards the paint. That's how basketball works, especially with this Indiana team, a team where we just don't shoot it very well. So teams aren't worried about us knocking it down from the outside. Okay, go inside. Give them what they want. Pick and roll. You got a dunk, a layup, or a foul most of the time. And I don't understand why that doesn't happen more often because when it does, like we saw at the end of the game or near the end of the game, it works. It's a magical thing. It's kind of crazy. But then all of a sudden, we just go away from it because that, oh, whoa, 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 that was working. That makes too much sense. Let's go to something else. Don't get it, man. Absolutely do not get it. But then he mentioned about open shots. That's something that we've struggled with all year. I mean, we we, we don't make open shots. Very rarely does somebody on this team step up wide open and just knock it down. That's a skill issue. That's a mentality issue. That's a non-alpha dog mentality issue. Nobody's got it on this team. Nobody. And that's a problem. You've got to go find somebody in the offseason, high school recruiting or transfer portal. Go get a knockdown lights out shooter. I don't care if they don't do anything else. I don't care if the dude can't dribble the basketball without it clanking off his shin. Get a shooter because we don't have any. We have McKenzie and Baco. That's pretty much it. And he's a big man that can shoot. But I want somebody that parks behind the three-point line and waits. They got their hands up ready, got the feet moving. They're ready. They're ready to shoot the ball. Indiana we need a guy like that. And speaking of McKenzie and Baco, Woodson had this to say about the impact of him. He said, yeah, we can experiment with that a little bit. Looked pretty good tonight, uh, but they were small too. You know, it didn't hurt us. When teams are playing bigger fours, they can be tougher for McKenzie as well, which is true. He still struggles on that defensive side and get some bigger size. And Northwestern was undersized, so I would have liked to have seen I know Ibaka was shooting in and started knocking some down late from outside and deeper and kind of deeper shots, I guess. But I want to see him attack the paint, attack the rim. He did a few times, and you can see the skill that he's got with the basketball in his hands. I mean, he's a really good player. And he has pretty good handles for a guy his size. Put your head down, get in the lane, get to the basket, and let's see what happens. Throw it up, get a layup, get fouled, yam it on somebody. If you want to, you have the ability or then kick it out and the offense continues. Like it's those small little things that should be happening. That just aren't happening. And I it's really hard for me to think that Woodson and this staff aren't trying to teach those things and aren't embracing those things. It's just not happening on the floor, man. And happening in games. It's, I don't know if the brains are shutting down, if the nerves are getting to them, the pressure's on them. I I don't know. I don't know. But simple basketball and the simple things aren't being done. And that's a big, big problem for me and our Indiana Hoosiers. And then he asked, was talking about what went wrong offensively. He said, simple, you watch the same game I did. This is the one that went viral. He said, simple, you watch the game I did. You got to make shots. We had some good looks and just didn't knock them down. Nothing scientific about it. We move the ball well enough to get open shots. You got to step up and make them. It's that simple. Sure. Sure. Okay. Knock them down. What else do you want? I mean, what else do you want to say, coach? What else do you have? You can't just say, I just didn't make shots. Because that's not fully true. Yes, it is true. But that's not the whole explanation. The offense stalls out so many times. This thing just goes to sleep so many times. There's... Indiana, we were pushing the ball quite a bit, and then we quit doing that. Offensive sets, we were running pick and rolls, then we quit doing that. Then you'd run some plays for open threes, then we quit doing that. And I know teams adjust and defend in different ways, but the offensive game plan is so inconsistent, it's frustrating. And I'm sure it's frustrating as a head coach when you get into a rhythm or you've got a couple of plays that you think are going to work or maybe even work in practice, and then all of a sudden, guys don't knock down shots. I know that's frustrating. You're frustrated. I'm frustrated. Everybody's just a little upset right now, as Mike Woodson had some comments after the Northwestern loss for Indiana basketball. Well, coming up on our final segment on Locked on Hoosiers, we'll take a look around Indiana athletics outside of men's basketball, women's basketball, baseball, and softball all going on right now in crossover season here in late February. We'll have that for you coming up on Locked on Hoosiers. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. Hiring is easy when you have over a billion professionals on LinkedIn. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get qualified candidates within just 20 Hours. Imagine you're trying to fill that role. You don't know what you're going to do. You post it on LinkedIn jobs for free, and bam, 24 hours later, you've got somebody, not just applicants, you've got quality applicants, and fill that role within the first day or so. You can't beat that, and you get that with LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome into our final segment here on Locked On Hooters. I appreciate you being here. Thanks so much for getting our getting your week here in the middle of it on a Tuesday, getting uh, continuing. We'll have a game tomorrow for Indiana. So our show tomorrow will be a preview episode for the Indiana men, but other sports going on around the around the area here in Bloomington, around the campus of Indiana. You've got baseball, softball underway. We'll talk some women's basketball right now as Lady Hoosiers continue to do their thing. Uh, They continue to look dominant. They continue to play really well. And we all know what's coming up for this Lady Hoosiers team. And I know that last night was not a good performance for, for Indiana. They've still played really well, okay? Not in this game particularly. And this is what I was talking about when teams go on the road in the Big Ten and conference play. This applies to men and women. It's tough to win on the road. It's tough. And you go and play an Illinois team that's just not all that great. And the Lady Hoosiers just don't have a good game. Only 66 points. More importantly, they give up 86 on the defensive end. And you just didn't have a great game. And this is where, is this a look-ahead game? Is it just a bad night in the early week? It's as a road game in conference play? So many factors here. You had Mackenzie Holmes, who was 10-14 to with 24 points. But Illinois, I mean, they had girls go off in this game. They had all five starters at double digits. All six players only played six players, and they all scored at double digits. I mean, what are you going to do when you've got girls going for 22, 14, 15, 12, 12, and 11? Defensively, we just broke down, did the 14th-ranked Lady Hoosiers. Good news is, still got a great record, still 21-4 and four overall. And you've got number four Iowa coming to town this week, coming up this later on in the week. And so you look at you look at the standings, and that's a loss that hurts. It, it, that hurts us as as Indiana because you were trailing behind Ohio State and uh, and Iowa, and now you are a game and a half back of Ohio State. You're a half game back from Iowa, which you get to play them this week. So that win would make up for it. And then you're looking for an upset somewhere for Iowa or for Ohio State. And I just, I don't know if it's going to happen, but hey, you never know because they're at Penn State and then they play at Iowa. So that's the issue is we almost, we need to beat Iowa, need Iowa to lose, and then Iowa to beat Ohio State at the end. I mean, we need some crazy math here for the Lady Hoosiers. They're going to be fine. They're going to be a top three seed in the Big Ten tournament. They're going to be a top four seed I would think in in the NCAA tournament so I think that they're going to be fine but a tough loss last night on the road at Illinois Uh, you also look around the spring sports getting underway baseball is off to a nice start 2 and 1 overall but it's been a tough schedule out of the gate man they were playing in the baseball at the beach tournament which that's got to be nice for the guys huh go down and and play in Myrtle Beach to start the season instead of playing up here in Bloomington where it's cold all the time in February you start off a number 12 duke they fall to that 6 to 3 Bounce back with a win over number 18, Coastal Carolina, seven to two, and then take down George Mason, nine to three. Now you get into your midweek game, got a game tonight against Miami of Ohio, should be able to take care of business. And the non conference slate for us is really interesting and it's tough, and I like it. That's what you have to do in college baseball. A lot of teams schedule smaller opponents, get the wins before conference play because of how good these conferences are. But Not this Indiana baseball team, man. You've got at Baylor coming up this weekend. Then you go to Frisco for the Frisco classic. You play a really good Alabama team out of the SEC. Also playing teams like Arizona. Then you have Troy coming up from Alabama. You play Vanderbilt for fun. (laughs) You play Vanderbilt on the road in Nashville. And then you get into conference play a little bit later on after that. So, Overall, I think this Indiana baseball team is is going to be really exciting. And I'm so glad college baseball is back. And what else is back is also softball, who started off and has a really good start so far at 8-2. and two. Overall, had those big wins in the leadoff classic over number fifteen Oregon. They lost to number five Clemson, then run-ruled Army and beat Kansas and North Carolina Central. So a good start in that tournament. Then they came down and played in the or went down and played in the Troy Invitational. Looks like that was down in Troy, Alabama. Uh, Beat Florida A and M, beat Troy, lost to Gardner Webb, a really interesting one there. Beat Troy and then beat Florida. A&M. And so they've got some tough games coming up as well. A date with Arizona in the Hillenbrand Invitational. You got the Hoosier Classic that they'll be hosting coming up in the beginning of March, playing Bowling Green. Always a, a tough team. Valparaiso going to show up in Western Kentucky. And just a lot of interesting non-conference games before they get into the conference. They got Florida on the schedule, and then they open up with Penn State on March 22nd. So lots of great things happening around Indiana athletics. We will update you and talk about them as we go throughout the rest of this uh, winter season. As we get into full on spring basketball will be wrapping up. We'll have spring stuff, spring football coming up as well for the Indiana Hoosiers. So stay tuned. We'll have all that for you here on Locked on Hoosiers. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. Like the video. Subscribe to the channel. It's two taps. It's free. It's easy. It helps us tremendously. If you're on the audio platform, thank you so much as well. And until tomorrow, Hoosier fans, stay safe, and I'll talk to you later.